Hello, everyone, um, and welcome again to Trinity Heart Podcast. And of course, I'm your coach, Coach E. It has really, really been challenging for me to record because of the coughing, um, but I'm still here. I'm still here. I won't give up. I might give out, <clears throat> but I won't give up. And so I'm still reading, studying from Pastor Rick Warren's book, What on Earth Am I Here For? And again, I would like to thank Krista for hanging in there with me. Um, so this week, I'm going to be talking about Transformed by Truth. There's a scripture that we always, you know, you know, we do with scriptures. A lot of time we take scriptures out of context and we, you know, just quote them. I, I remember, I've always heard, tell the truth, tell the truth. You better tell the truth because the truth will set you free. And even though the truth sets you free, sometimes you got spanked for telling the truth. One of the things I do know that the truth can transform us. You know, have you ever thought about what truth is? Uh, I, over the years, I've heard people say things such as, you got your truth and I got my truth, and truth is relevant. There's only one truth, and that is the truth. I don't want to get ahead of myself. You know, I can Google truth and find and find a thousand or more answers. But to me, the truth is the truth is simply telling it the way it is, um, the way things are. The tr just just tell it the way it is. So in order to, and, and when it comes to the kingdom of God, in order for us to grow, we must replace the lies about the kingdom of God with the truth of who God is, who Jesus is, who the Holy Spirit is. You know, let me say, let me say this first. Jesus said, you know, in, in John 8, 32, Jesus was talking to some Jews, uh, the Jews that believed in him. He said, if you, he, he told him, he said, uh, if you hold on to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So, and as, and as for, as human knowledge goes, we know many things that are true. However, there is only one truth that will set us free from sin and from Satan destruction. And that is the truth about God and what he did for us, what Jesus did for us on the cross. Jesus also said that if he set us free, then we are free indeed. You know, we are no longer slaves to sin. Um, we have the truth. We have the Holy Spirit to help us on our salvation journey. <clears throat> I know sometimes I tell the story about coming to Christ. And I'm telling you, if you have, if you had a true experience with God, with the Holy Spirit, then you'll know what I'm talking about. You know, I remember um, before I got saved, before I gave my life to Christ, I did like what I did, what I knew to do. To to do, you know, on 
Friday, one of my coworkers came through my register, came through my line rather, and um, she was telling me, you know, about most people. And what she was telling me, she was telling me, it was all about what they don't do and what they do do. And so I want to say, you mean most people that you know and what we guilty of, what the people guilty of. We, even though we're saved, um, well, just let me speak for me. Even though I'm saved, you know, it's the word of God that set me free. And as I was saying, when I first got saved, I did what I knew to do. There was, excuse me, there was no checking in my spirit about what's right and what was wrong. I just did what I knew to do as a sinner. But once I gave my life to Christ and what I did, I had a true encounter, encounter with the Holy Spirit. And when I had that encounter, uh, it began to change my life. It it changed my life on the spot. Don't get me wrong. It the Holy Spirit, he changed my life on the spot. But it was progressive as well. And even now, after all these years, I'm just like Paul. Paul said, I die daily. You have to die daily to yourself. You have to die daily to your flesh. You have to die Daily, you have to allow the Holy Spirit access to you, who you are, to help you in your daily walk with him. If you don't pick up your Bible, then you don't know the truth. You hear, but I'm telling you, the word of God, it comes to sanctify us. It comes to change our mind about how we see ourselves and how we see the world. The truth sets you free only if you know what the truth is. You know, the, 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 the scripture, as I said before, we're no longer slave. We're no longer slave to sin. We'll know if you confess that Jesus is Lord of your life, you are no longer a set slave to sin. Now we are heirs and joint heirs to the kingdom of God. So we have a, we have access to the Father. We have access uh, to him by the power, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So the scriptures tell us to resist the devil and he'll flee. How, how do you know how to do that? You have to get in your word. You have to read the word. You have to have a prayer life. You have to have a word life. You, uh, you know, when you go and look at scripture, when Jesus... <clears throat> Um, when in uh, the wilderness for 40 days, for the night, the scripture said it was the word, hallelujah. It was the word that kept him. When the, when the, when the enemy uh, came in and he quoted scriptures to, to, to Jesus, well, he told Jesus some stuff. Jesus said it was written. So we have to be able, you can't fight him with your words. You can't fight him uh, <clears throat> just by being you. You got to fight the devil with the word of God. The Bible says that he knows the word that he trembled. But you have to have, uh, we have authority in the word. That's the only thing you can use against him. That's the only thing. You can sprinkle dust. You can 
take out all the crystals and stones, you know, and you can wear 50 braces up both arms and hang a hundred around your neck. It takes the power of God to fight the enemy, to fight the devil. He's your enemy. And if you go from the beginning of time, he was there. It was him that uh, got Adam and he put out the guard. And all through history, he has been fighting us because he knows, the scripture says he knows that his time is short. He knows that where he's destined to go. And if you look at the scripture, you'll see that in Job, when, when God called a meeting of the angels, and he and the Bible said that Satan showed up, and God asked him, um, what was he doing? Where was he going? He said he was going to and fro in the earth to see whom he can devour. He on his job. He goes back and forth. He was the one. God was the one that introduced him to Job. So you need the word. You need to have faith in God. You have, need to have trust in God to be able to fight the enemy. The Holy Spirit is what, who gives us the power to resist the lies that <clears throat> that tell us that it's okay to live like we once lived when we did not have the truth. And the truth is Jesus. When we didn't have Jesus, it was the, it was the, it, it, it's the Holy Spirit that gives us the power to resist. You know, I'm sure you recall in the scripture, it tell us to be transformed by um, the renewing of, of your mind. <clears throat> Most of the time, we only quote part of that scripture. We quote that part. But what it, it really says is, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies, your bodies, to offer <clears throat> your bodies, our bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Imagine that. Imagine, just imagine that, that your body that we offer our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. And then when you look at that, you can't do anything with your body and offer it to God. He said, holy and pleasing to God. What does that mean? What 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 offering your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, look like to you? He tell us to be holy for he's holy. God is a holy God and he's calling for us to be holy. He's calling for a holy people. Don't think, I, you know, <clears throat> I understand grace and mercy. I thank God. Oh my God, I thank him for grace and mercy because without it, I would be so, so lost. Grace and mercy, but grace doesn't give us a license to do what we want to do. The scripture said obedience is better than sacrifice. And if we be willing and obedient, uh, we'll eat the fruit of the land. Don't you know that faith and obedience go hand in hand? You can't have one without the other. So we wonder why we struggle in our faith because we're not walking in obedience. We're not walking in obedience. Then we wonder why we struggle. Struggle with, uh, with being obedient because we don't have faith. Yo, they go hand in hand. I'm telling you, I say all the time to myself and others, we don't try everything else. We don't try everything we big enough to try, especially if you 
been saved for a long time. You don't try to do it. It doesn't work. Your way does not work. Our way does not work. We don't try everything we big enough to try, but we have not tried God in the fullness of who he is. The scripture says, be you transformed by the renewal of your mind. It continues to do not conform it along to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Then you will be able to test and, and approve what God's will is. His good is pleasing and perfect will. What is his will? What is his plan? What is his purpose? You know, he has one, you know. He really do have a plan for our lives. And that is a plan not to harm us, but one to prosper us and give us hope in the future. God's word is a lie. Remember what Jesus said. The words that he spoke to them were spirit and life. It's the same way today. You know, it's the same way today. The words, if you read the word, it you, you ever been reading the word and the, and the word seemed to just jumped off the pages? To me, when that happened, that's God talking to me. He's talking to me in his word, you know, um, because I am prophetic. Uh, people, even, even at work, people come through my line looking for a word. Most of the people come looking for a word, you know, they don't read their Bible. They don't have no relationship. They, they want you to do all the work. But let me tell you something. It's nothing special about me. There's the I take that back. Yes, it is. But there's nothing that I have that you can't have. The prophetic. God speaks. If you really want to hear from God, get in your word. He speaks in his word. When he speaks to you in his word, you know, you know that you know that it is God. So then, you know, God's word is a lie. It's a lie. The Bible says alive and sharpen the end to his sword. So remember what, what Jesus said. The word that he spoke to them was spirit and life. And he, when he speaks to us, it's the same way. It's not enough um, for us to just say that we believe the Bible. We must become students of it, allowing it to become the authority in our lives. You know, in Pastor uh, Rick book, he talked about assimilating the truth of the Bible in our lives. He said that we can read it, research it, remember it, and reflect on it. It is good. It's good to do all those things. You know, a lot of times when I read the Bible, you know, you don't read the Bible like a regular storybook. Uh, you research it. And then there's certain scriptures that I work at remembering. <clears throat> and then I'm always reflecting on, on it and what he said and what he, I'm, all, I, I'm always asking questions about what he said, what he meant by that. What did you mean by that? You know, so anyway, Pastor Rich State, and, and I have to agree with him that the most important decision we can make today, I mean, right now, is to settle this issue of what would be the ultimate authority for our lives. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time, we got so many platforms, not media platforms. Um, <clears throat> you can get so caught up 
and watching what people say. And, you know, I, I see so much <clears throat> about how to and how to do this and how to do that and people' opinions about relationships and about what God said. And, you know, I see all of this stuff. But I know that the ultimate authority for my life is God's word. It's God's word. You know, I say, I look at all this stuff and I said, I said, it's just like um, when it comes to health issues, like I've been having this, this, this problem with uh, coughing. And I tell you what, I've gotten so many suggestions as to what, people thought were best for me. And so what I do now, when people give me advice or give me a, make a suggestion to me, I say, okay, but what works for you? I have spent thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars trying everything um, to get rid of this, get rid of this terrible cough. However, I realized that you know, when I went home, it was my mother's birthday, it was the second of this month. So when I went home on my way down the road, I asked God, please let me be able to participate. So we was outside for two days and I didn't cough. I can really can't go outside here in Florida. Humidity is so so high. It's like going into a sauna and trying to breathe. And so I'm telling you, for two days, those two days while the, the celebration was going on, I did not cough. But it, the night, as soon as it was over, I went right back to coughing. So I know it's not only, it's, it's, it's spiritual. God knows what's best for us. He see us. He knows about everything that going going on in our life. So the truth on the matter, being able to understand that he has a plan for my life. He has not forgotten me. And I, I look, I shall live and not die. So I have to decide that regardless of what's going on in my life, I have to be able to stand on the truth of his word. And his truth says that I shall live and not die. So, you know, as we 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 move through the challenges of, of life, I truly believe that if I had not given my life to Christ when I did, I probably would be dead. You know, the scripture talks about our days are numbered, you know, but I believe we also can can override that by choosing to do what we want to do to choose to live outside um, of the will of God. So we must decide that regardless of our, of culture, regardless of our culture, regardless of our family traditions, regardless of the reasons why, 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 what, 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 or our emotion, regardless of what people think or say about us, or that uh, the word of God is our life. It's our, the Bible is our instruction manual he if you whatever you want to do you know you want to be whatever you want whatever you want to be 
you know, he gives you instruction. If you're an entrepreneur, he gives you instruction. He whatever you want to be, whatever you want to do. In Jeremiah 29, 11, but he said, I know the plan that I have for you. And it is a plan not to harm you, but one to prosper you and give you hope in a future. That if you call him, he's going to answer and he's going to bring you out. He's going to bring you out of them lies that, that you've been told. That is all right. He, he understands. Ooh, Jesus. I remember I used to hear people say stuff like that. They were doing what they want to do. To me. God understands. I said, yeah, he understands. He understands, but he also set forth life and death. Choose. You have to choose to do what's right. You have to choose. Choose life. Choose Christ and live. I was trying to think of the scripture where the person asked Jesus what is truth. And Jesus said, I am the truth, the way and the life. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. He's the truth and the life. So we must resolve that when God say do something, that we will trust him and do it, although it does not make sense. I mean, what keep us from doing what the word of God tell us to do? Old mindset, all that stuff, you know, all that craziness. You know, it's, we rather, if, if I told you, if I told some of y'all to go get five white candles and light them and get you some sage and light that. You so be more apt to do that than if I told you, go read John the 15th chapter. You know, I've given people instructions um, in uh, about reading the word and they wouldn't do it. But I'm telling you, if I had told them to go and buy a green stone or uh, whatever kind of crystal and go get you some sage and go get you a bell. People more apt to do that than they, <laughs> oh my God, uh, would to read the word of God. But it's the truth. That's the truth. Now I'm telling you what I know. I talk to people all the time. You know, we sell a lot of uh, different things and they get to talking to me about the power of these things. I said, they got power because you believe it. So why can't you do the word the same way? Why don't you have uh, uh, um, enough truth in you to believe that death and life is in the power of your tongue? That if you speak the word, you know, if you seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, that he will add all those things. So we must resolve that when God say, do something, do it, that we must trust him and do what he asks us to do. So I'm learning to do that. I'm learning to do that now. The more I get into my word, the more I'm learning the truth of who he is. So anyway, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I made my way through that. I'm so determined. I am not going down without a fight. So now it's time to ask Coach E. Um, and this question, of course, came from Facebook. And uh, the person wanted to know, uh, wanted me to explain the Holy Trinity. 
and how do they help us in our everyday life? All through this message, I talked about the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God, the power of Jesus, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. There are three, but uh, there are one. God so loved the word that he gave, gave his son Jesus. Jesus so loved us that he died on the cross to give us life. Jesus said that it was expedient that he would go away, that he would not leave us comfortless, that he was going to send the Holy Spirit, his spirit, to walk alongside us, to lead us and guide us into all truth. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father right now, and the Holy Spirit is in the earth. We don't give him no credit now, I'm telling you. You rarely hear about it mention the Holy Spirit. But Jesus, the Bible said that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. And the Holy Spirit is in the earth to lead and guide us into all truth. And so, you know, I thank him. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. When I get ready to pray, I always welcome the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome into this place. And Jesus said that if you ask the Father, if you ask God, Anything, ask God anything in his name. His name is Jesus. Say, God will do it. Everything is done through the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. Deliverance is in the name of Jesus. Sanctification is in the name of Jesus. Saving grace is in the name of Jesus. Everything is done in the name of Jesus. So I thank you. I thank you. I made it through. I would like to take this time to just say, if you don't know Jesus, Lord and Savior of your life, this is a great, great, great opportunity for you just to ask him to come in. Just tell him, God, I am a sinner. Forgive me for all of my sins. Come in and save with me and save me. And guess what? He'll do just that. And when he comes, he's going to Come, all three of them, one, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is going to come in and he's going to live on the inside and ask him to give you evidence of speaking in tongues. Because one thing I learned when I don't know how to pray, the Bible says that the Spirit make intercession for me with groan and moaning that cannot be uttered. So take the time to invite him in. And so I thank you and I want you to know, remind you that God is love. And love comes from God, and God, his love, it never fails.